to the clinical podcast series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry Foundation. Today's episode is entitled Scleral Lens Thickness and Corneal Edema Under Closed Eye Conditions. I'd like to thank our host, Dr. Dave Kading, our topical expert, Dr. Maria Walker, and our lead topical editor, Dr. Andrew Pucker. And now it's my pleasure to begin today's podcast. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode. Today, we are joined by Dr. Maria Walker on the American Academy of Optometry Foundation clinical podcast series. Uh, Maria, it's so good to see you. Good to see you too. Yeah, actually, I should say hear your voice because many of us aren't uh, all watching, but we are uh, we're excited to have you on the podcast. Tell us a little bit about who you are and where you work and what you do. Sure. So um, my name's Maria Walker. I, I work currently at the University of Houston College of Optometry. Uh, I'm an assistant professor here and I have, uh, I primarily do research. So about 80% of my time, I have a PhD in uh, basically scleral lens physiology, but I'm a, a originally OD trained. So I'm in the clinic a couple mornings a week, but here in Houston doing research, contact lenses and, and the like. Yeah, Maria and I share the uh, the distinct pleasure of both having done the same contact lens residency. They actually learned how to do it by the time she came around. Uh, I didn't benefit from as much intelligence as she did. Uh, today, we're talking about the scleral lens thickness and corneal edema under closed eye conditions. Uh, Fisher did this study, and what an interesting topic. Can you share us a little bit about why this is relevant to us and give us a quick little overview of this particular paper. Sure. Yeah. So it's, it's actually a pretty short paper, kind of straightforward. It's, I think it's relevant really for anyone who's managing scleral lenses. So it, it really talks about what the swelling characteristics are. And in this particular paper, they were changing the thick of the actual lenses. So we'll get into the details of that, but they were looking in a closed eye environment, what happens to corneal edema when we change the thickness of lenses. So even if you're not managing overnight or closed eye scleral lens management, it still helps us kind of learn about how the eye responds in open eye and closed eye, in this case, closed eye conditions. Um, but basically it's, you know, talks about the, you know, oxygen, when you close the eye, you're kind of getting it typically from uh, getting the oxygen from the palpebral conjunctiva. Um, so it's, you know, when your eye is closed, you're not getting quite as much oxygen. So they looked at a few conditions um, in mostly normal or all normal eyes with a closed eye. Yeah. So we're, we're talking about the DK over T, the actual thickness part of it. The relationship here between tears and scleral lenses, oxygen transmission is really kind of what we're digging into. What were some of the key findings uh, of the of the paper that yeah. you thought were interesting? Yeah, so first thing to kind of remember is they used a high DK lens. So the DK of the lens is 141. Um, and then just for reference, the DK of tears is estimated to be about 80. So the DK goes down a little bit with the tears. Um, so what they did was they basically had lens thicknesses, 150, 300, 600, 1200 microns in thickness. They aimed for about 500 microns fault. So maybe a little higher, we can maybe get into that 
towards the end, little higher than we typically recommend clinically. Um, and they were looking at the, the, the swelling. So what they ended up finding, and they just did 90 minutes, one eye closed, other eye open, they used a patch. Um, they got about four to 5% swelling, kind of low fours for most of the patients, um, where theoretically they were expecting more like seven to 8% swelling. So it's definitely lower than than what they kind of predicted. I think, you know, in terms of if we kind of think like clinicians, like what does this actually mean? Um, well, I think really, you know, this, so it didn't really matter, first of all, how thick the lens was. So 150 to 1200 microns really didn't make a huge difference. It was like half a percent of swelling difference. So I think that's kind of the key takeaway is maybe we don't, even in open eye lens where maybe the thickness of that lens isn't quite so significant in terms of what it's going to do for edema. Um, I think, you know, if you're doing overnight lens wear, this is you know, something that you're going to be considering more, you know, they just did 90 minutes. So we have to take it a little bit with a grain of salt. Um, but I think, and and I can get into this now or kind of in, in a minute, but I think one of the biggest key takeaways, certainly for me, is they cite one of their other papers that looked at the fluid reservoir, like the vault difference. And that really seems to be where the biggest kind of bang for your buck is. So if you want less edema, either because overnight or because it's just a high risk cornea, I think the place to make the biggest changes is that fluid reservoir depth, as long as the decays of the lens is over, always over a hundred, you know? Yeah. So it, it sounds like, and let me just see if I can paraphrase that going to a thicker or a thinner lens with a material of 140 didn't substantially affect everything. But in, in if I'm if I'm rephrasing you correctly, the other study indicated that the bigger the vault did. And so if we're worried about edema, we may want to reduce that vault more so than worrying about reducing the thickness of the lens. Yeah, correct? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So can you just, you know, it's been a while since I looked into corneal issues. Can you put this three to 4% edema into perspective about what happens normally with the eye? Uh, I don't remember from second yeah. year optometry school. Yeah, sure. So, you know, with the normal eye, you have, you know, the physiologic edema when the eye closes is typically about one to maybe three or 4%. So it is swelling little bit more percentage points here. You know, this is a normal eye study. So I think, you know, it's, it's close, you know, it's certainly not something where you want a normal eye to be sleeping in a scleral lens. We kind of know that. However, it doesn't seem to be nearly as much swelling as we'd expect. And we have some patients who have persistent defects and things that wear these overnight. And so for those patients, I think probably the even this little bit of swelling, even though it's more than physiological, it's still something that we'll tolerate because the benefits of the lens in these patients are so much better. But absolutely, if you're if you have a normal eye, there's really no reason, and this shows there's no reason to have this added amount of edema if you don't, you know, have some other great benefit. Yeah. Well, I have some patients, you know, with recurrent erosions, when patients with 
a, an abnormal issue that wearing a soft contact lens while they're sleeping at night is the way that I, sh I, I go with them. And I think, oh, well, this will be way safer than a scleral lens. But maybe this is telling us that in some cases, sleeping in a scleral lens may not be the worst thing. Yeah, you know, that's that's interesting. And I, you know, there there is no good study. So I am one of those EBM, I have EBMD myself. So this is a personal thing for me. And I kind of go back and forth with, do I just sleep in a soft lens? Do I sleep in my scleral? Do I sleep with nothing and just put ointment? Um, and I think it really depends on the patient, but either option. Um, but you're right in that I don't know if a soft lens is doing us any more service than, than a scleral, but that, that would be an interesting study to compare the two for sure. Um, yeah. I don't think it's been done um but yeah but yeah any closing thoughts the, uh, you know anything that surprised you or anything you want to expand on even further with the study I mean, I think, you know, just briefly, I think, you know, the other place where I thought of that this kind of can come into play is patients who nap in their lines, right? Because they did like a 90 minute covering. Um, so it's I a good nap. Say, 90 minutes. Yeah, right. Like a 90 minute nap. But even this, I think this is evidence where, you know, we can say to patients, hey, you know, really best practice is not to even take right. a nap in these lenses. We yeah. are going to see, and I would even feel comfortable saying we might see about 5%, right? They don't know the three, four, five, right? About 5% swelling. That's more than we want if you're just wearing these daily, right? Because you're not just going to take them right out after you nap. So I think I use it as more data to sort of back up. We all have those patients that want to know why we recommend what we recommend. So I think that's just more evidence and more, you know, just for us doctors to say, yeah, the, this is the actual reason why we really don't want them sleeping in the lenses. But then also, you know, for a patient who, you know, is a little higher risk, but really needs to be in the lenses overnight, we don't necessarily have to worry. It doesn't appear to maybe that like 10% of swelling that some of us had thought we would be dealing with. So for the patients who need it, I think it's good news. And then for normal patients, it's just another reason why, you know, we don't need them to be napping in the lenses if they don't have a reason to be. Yeah. And my takeaway from what you taught me today is that lower sagittal depth is more important than the thickness. And so, you know, making sure that we get a lower sagittal depth would be a key here. Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with that. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us. It's always great to hear from you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And thank you for joining us for the American Academy of Optometry's Foundation Clinical Podcast Series. Make sure to like and subscribe. Stay tuned next time for more awesome episodes. And a special thanks to Cooper Vision for their educational grant to make it all happen.